Syria are fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani. You might be thinking to yourself, that's not the silky smooth voice of Chris Ross, the boss. No, this is Tad with Marco. Um, where's Chris, you might ask? Well, Roma and Crotone lost this week. So, Chris, I don't, I don't think he's turned the lights on or gotten out of bed um, since yesterday afternoon. So he will not be joining us today. But how are you doing, Marco? I'm pretty sure Chris ran off with Richard from uh, the city I sit down after the game on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday. Yeah, it was, Chris, it was, come back. Come back to Corp America. We need your organizational skills. Was asking, uh, was asking him how to join Milan Club because uh, he just can't He can't take this Crotone Roma stuff anymore. He needs he needs to see a Scudetto every once in a while. And rightfully so. My God, Roma, man. I seriously make you want to... Make you want to cry sometimes. Well, for me, it's good to be back. Um, you might, everyone, I'm sure that our tens of thousands of listeners have probably missed me last week. I was in Savannah, and Savannah, where I made my money on on all. Um, yeah, I was in Savannah for my dad's 70th birthday. A lot of time with the family. It's awesome. But Savannah, man, that place is incredible. Yeah, absolutely love that town. Gotta love one of those southern cities. You walk outside, you can just smell the swamp. I mean, you walk outside and it's just absolutely gorgeous vegetation everywhere. I mean, the place completely laid out in a grid. Just, I mean, it's just from, it's like, in the architecture, it's like Italy in the United States. And I mean, my wife, Leslie, completely fell in love with it. So uh, I, the only thing I gotta say is DC. You better hope that there's not a Roma Club Savannah that pops up around here. Well, I uh, checked and there definitely is not. Well, so there, you have to stay. Yeah, there might be a there might be a a, 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 a two person. Up. Yeah, I could make it, we can colonize it. Yeah, but actually now I've, that's my second time there. I've I've watched two Roma games in Savannah, and we've won them both. So, but enough about Savannah. How about the Roma game in Milan or uh, for the Milan game in Arlington's four courts? Yeah, Ireland's four courts in Arlington. Ireland's four courts of Arlington. Yeah, I mean. Excellent turnout, you know. Our beloved sponsor, David Byford, bought. You know, got free wings for everybody. Um, I think when he saw the turnout coming in, uh, he was about ready to be like, uh, uh, we'll, "We'll cap it at uh, this many." Or we're trying to find <laughs> loopholes in it. Or you know, those those two drunk Arsenal fans don't let them weasel their way in here. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna go on a, off on a limb here. David Byford is doing a free f- flight to Rome raffle, end of the season raffle. Anyone from Corp America who is able to give this guy a lead will be dropped into a hat, a raffle hat at the end of the season, and has the chance to win a free flight to Rome. Now, the referral has to be in Washington, D.C., Virginia, or Maryland. So uh, uh, n- none of you uh, Montana uh, uh, real estate appraisers out there are going to need need apply. But yeah, there we go. We'll give David a nice little plug there. So there there's probably another three, potential three people yeah. who... <laughs> Yeah, I think apply for well, this. I'm going to claim them. So, so they're they're you know three referrals from me. Um, but yeah, we had some you know we invited some uh, Milanisti uh, through social media that turned up, and so while there were you know 50 Roma fans there and about six Milanisti, 
they got to be the ones pointing and laughing in everyone's face. Yeah, it's a good thing Guillermo wasn't there because there could, there would have been some bloodshed for sure. Yeah, I tried to ride the whole common bond. We hate Juventus, something like that. But uh, uh, it, it ended up being pretty civil, even though the booze was flowing. Um, and speaking of which, one of the Milan fans that attended in a sweet vintage Roberto Baggio was rich from Serie A sit-down, um, who is also a Washington, D.C. area resident. And I made a little bet with him that I now have to to to, uh, to tell everyone. I, yeah, to, what's, what's, to make good on. I mean, God, my English is so great today. And my English is not so good. Uh, um, yeah, Rich, so here you go. Milan beat Roma, so I'm going to say it. On Curve America, Serie A sit-down is a better podcast than Core of America. But honestly, I probably would have said that anyway. So. But not by a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, uh, uh, I, I guess uh, it, it would be like, uh, uh, like, like Curve America is like a fifth place team. And uh, and Serie A sit down is, is always in the, in the, in the fighting for champions. Top four. League. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, horrible result, but uh, you know, fun times. Um, speaking of fun times, dude, snow in Rome right now. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. My cousin sent me pictures. I thought he was vacationing. Then I saw, you know, the motorini with the with the snow on top, and it's it's real. Yeah, I was in Rome one year. We had one snowstorm, and it was crazy. It was like Chicago, like just a huge blizzard. Um, it was uh, like right when we got back from visiting the United States. And the one thing that struck me about it is Italian children, like it had been, you know, like 15 years since it had previously snowed in Rome. So like, you know, like young Italian teenagers, like 12, 13 year olds had never, you know, had snow in Rome before. So they were up on the roofs of the of the Palazzi uh, throwing snowballs down on the street. And it's like, dude, there's ice in these. Like if you hit somebody, you'll kill them. But thankfully... Baseball is not a big sport, or football, American football is not a big sport in Italy, so there's not a whole lot of strong cannons there. I think if they could kick them at us, that'd be a little bit more accurate. But I'm gonna, to quote uh, Sandlot, you play ball like a girl, Italian adolescent boys. Speaking of adolescent boys, are the opposite of, did you see in the stuff that Buffon might get called up? Do you like these transitions that I'm making and Chris's things? Pretty like, smooth. I haven't said smooth. dovetail yet, but uh, uh, pretty smooth. I will say, nothing's nothing or anyone is smoother than Buffon. He makes his way into these friendlies, and I still don't really know why. I mean, at the point at this point, we're trying to transition into Donnarumma, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think it, it's time. Yeah. It's not like we have some scrub behind Buffon that we're like, Ew, you know, like we. Uh, you know, we we don't we don't be rolling out you know Chris Ross backup goalkeeper for uh, Asbury Park FC out here. Like you know, <laughs> we have we have Gigi Donnarumma. I mean, love him so much that I'm not even going to say anything bad about him. How's that? It's, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy that he's you know he's still going around and still has interest. It just goes to show that I mean, I bet I bet uh, Kenny uh, uh, Voja Chesney for uh, the backup goalkeeper for Juventus and Roma's fir- last last year's first teamer is going to have. Uh, a disappointing transfer window next year when he finds out that that don't that Buffon's coming back and he's going to have to back him up. And same goes for Donnarumma. It's just the one thing is Donnarumma's like 12 years old, so he's got plenty of years to be the first team at Zuri goalkeeper. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was texting about this with a friend. I think that if, if Buffon came to the MLS, he could play until he's 50. Yeah, yeah, as long as the wine keeps flowing. You know, one glass a night, him and Pirlo all... 
all, all weekend long. Last thing here, uh, it's the end of February, and you know what that means, Tad. It means that me, the Charlotte family, is getting Sunday night, pizza night, Oscars. We love it. We, we do our squares. It's, it's, it's an awesome family tradition. It's like the Super Bowl for us. Um, my parents see like two movies a weekend sometimes. It's their favorite pastime. Uh, I love it too. I think this this year, the one movie I haven't seen is, is going to be killing everyone, Shape of Water. Um, but I still think Daniel Day-Lewis is going to win the Oscar for Best Actor just because of his great performance, but also because of all the stories of him quitting after this. Yeah, and I think that's written into his contract that if he's in a movie, he's got to win the Oscar. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that like... I think he method acts as an academy of voter, and uh, all the ballots come from him, yeah. um, and and nobody bats an eye. They're like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's that's Robert Wickhamsham, and you're like, you come to find out that it's actually Daniel Day Lewis. It's crazy to hear his interviews. He's like, he's got this very very quiet English voice, and then in his pe- most of the things that I recognize him from like uh, gangs in new york he's like he's you know he's bill the butcher mm-hmm. he's bill the butcher <coughs> yeah i mean he, 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 he's uh, i drink your milkshake yeah yeah he's that yeah. dude so yeah i'm pulling for him but i just gotta ask the charla family oscar squares is there always an honorary uh a tab for fellow roman roberto benini oh an, an academy and an ex-academy oh man uh, when he won winner. that my mom was crying I can imagine. That seems about right. I mean, he was crying. He was doing more than that. <laughs> All right. So since we don't have any other smooth transitions, end of banter section. Um, since Chris is gone, we have no professionalism left in this podcast. Enter session over. Enter the rundown. So here we go, guys. Napoli continue their ascension to Wu-Tang Clan status. They ain't nothing to F with. Juventus buy off the Pope in order to get their game snowed out amidst an injury crisis. Roma give Reno Gattuso his first signature league win. And to OTFR fans out there, OTFR wins wins over OTFR don't count. Um, Inter give visiting Benevento a ticker tape parade back to the train station for being trash. OTFR beat the brakes off Sassuolo in another edition of Serie A Thunderdome. 22 men enter, 20 men leave. Ellis raises a few danger zone eyebrows, beating a Torino team that they absolutely should not. And Spall win a thriller that sends Chris Ross into the bottom of a bottle and picking fights with his own reflection. Guys, remember out there, you can find us on social media. We're on all the things that people use except for the Snapchat. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. I'm sure you can click in the little search thing. Um you can click on the search link, Curve American will pop up. If you get on Tumblr, you might find uh, multiple pictures of Marco Charlie with his shirt off. Um, you can also find the podcast on... You will be rewarded. You'll be rewarded. pictures of Marco Charlie without his shirt off. Yes. Um, or, you, or you'll find yourself horribly punished by my pasty Irish uh, and Norwegian skin blinding and you. And your tramp stamp. Yeah. And you'll be, <laughs> hey, my Julius Caesar tattoo makes up for it. And that's my dead grandpa. So, uh, ooh, I bet you feel like a jerk now. But you'll have to scroll down. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not too soon. You know, you'll see my pasty shirtless top and you have to scroll down the brightness on your screen. So that joke's been destroyed. Um, but we're available. The podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Our great partners over at AS Roma 360 have us listed there. And you can also find us on our CurveAmerica.com website. 
the most ill-maintained website out there. But hey, who has websites anymore? Hey, as long as the links are working. The links are working, my friend. Um, right otherwise, we'll, uh, yes. Well, otherwise, we'll have VAR review them. And speaking of reviews, that dovetails nicely into uh, yeah. When you're going on this, these uh, platforms, um, please. Rate and comment, subscribe at whoever gets your podcast from. If you can rate, please rate. And if you can comment, please comment. That allows us to be found more easily in search engines um, and on those sites to grow the serial audience. The serial revolution will not be televised. It will be podcasted. We don't have a shameless beer plug. Well, we had an espresso tonight. We had an espresso. I think I have a, I think I have a, a couple like Stella's in the fridge that we could go grab it. Nah. Um, after after Sunday evening mm-hmm. and the destruction of us by by Milan, I, I don't want to look at another bo- you know beer again. So I guess that will run us right into week twenty six of the Serie A. So uh, oh, delicious beer! Sit back and relax, and we'll start out with the top five. First up for week 26 in the Serie A, we have our usual top of the table team, Napoli versus Cagliari. This this uh, game finished a remarkable 5-0. Napoli, just right now, they refuse to lose. The entire town of Cagliari turns out to watch Napoli show them a newfangled grooming technique known as waxing. Mm. My big takeaways for this one, Marco Charla is Napoli. Right now, they're basically treating the Serie A like Barcelona treats La Liga. I mean, just incredible waxing performances. In this one, there's goals from five different players. And you know that your team is cracking on when... Uh, oh, you hear that? My, 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 British, uh, my British slang, cracking on. Cracking on. When your backup left back, Rui, is, 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 has scored twice in the last three games and is now blasting in free kicks on this team. So you have five different players scoring, and man of the match is probably Alan too, like this uh, the center mid who doesn't score, but everybody's just firing on all cylinders. And you're right; not only do they run the league right now, like like Barcelona. Granted, Juve is right on their on their heels, uh, but they're also playing beautiful soccer. I mean, I saw uh, an article that Pochettino from Tottenham even you know acknowledged that they play the best soccer in Europe, and there's a couple teams that play some pretty good football. Yeah, well, I mean, they run these full-field breaks where, you know, they get, like, eight of their players involved in incredible diagonal or lob passes that end up, you know, usually with a streaking player towards the goal, uh, you know, moving forward, kicking a ball at an angle as hard as he can that just, like, that just leaves the, you know, basically the other team spinning around with their eyes crossed. Um, You know, and even Sari starting to talk that ish. He said he this thought this game was over after the second goal, and uh, you know his usual like yeah you know they're more physical than us, but uh, yeah I mean every team is more physical than Napoli, um, especially up for, you know in the back when you're facing the you know the ant army that's coming towards you, but uh, um, you know things are just looking up for them. It's reported that Milik is going to be coming back pretty soon, and while Milik has suffered two, you know, ACL tears, what we've seen of him has just been absolutely incredible. I mean, he looked like the answer um, before Drace Mertens when uh, before he had that first ACL tear. The ant, sir. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so, you know, my, my thing is, is, you know, do you think, Marco, do you think Napoli is feeling pressure or are they just, just swinging that big stick? I don't know. I don't know if they're feeling the pressure, but I'll tell you what, if they don't win the league, and I've been saying this, you know, I'm really concerned at the future of Napoli. I mean, it'll be probably a fire sale. You know, there'll be fire ants at this point. I mean, they're just, you know, they're all in. Uh, they, they just didn't perform in Europa League. I don't know. They got embarrassed. I kind of called that. But we all know where the priorities have been. And uh, no distractions from Europe, so no more excuses. And it's all in. Milik's coming back. I just hope that in seeing your Mertens or Cajon don't get injured because then what happens? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've been saying, though, like, it seems like each player is taking their turn at being incredible this season. Alan has been great this whole season. He's been overshadowed by Jorginho, who's been overshadowed by Hamsik, who's been overshadowed by Insigne, who's been overshadowed by Drace Mertens, you know, and the, the unsung hero, Callejon. Callejon. So, uh, 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 and now, you know, Gulam, you know, is, is out for the season, and Mario Rui has become the player that, you know, we thought he was going to be at Roma. I mean, do you, next week we play Napoli, and, like, we desperately need the three points. But isn't a part, if, if we, by some chance, beat Napoli next week, even a part of you is going to feel really bad, that, yeah. that, that, especially if Juventus overtakes Napoli? Absolutely. I've been thinking about that. And, uh, I mean, obviously we're, we're looking for the win after the game. To anyone who's listening who's in the area, we're going out for drinks for my birthday. So hopefully Roma gives me a good birthday present. But I hear you, man. You're, you're really rooting for Napoli to, to overcome Juventus this season because, you know, I feel like that's the only way that they'll be able to maintain their, their power in the next couple of years is to win this Scudetto and prove that they're able to uh, to do this project right. So we'll see what happens there. Come on, even Juve fans don't want to see him win seven in a row. Um, and also, you might not be one of the broadcast to Napoli fans where we're going to be for your party uh, if we end up beating Napoli because... That could lead to a street brawl. Some some culo stabbing. We'll be fine. <laughs> we roll deep. Um, yeah, but like you mentioned, Napoli all in for the Scudetto. I mean, it just seems like a team with no more Europe. They don't really have any distractions. The biggest things I've seen out here is the, the talks of Pepe Reina going to Milan. But, you know, in the summer, we had him sold to Liverpool or something like or that. Or maybe so, De Laurenti's talking a little trash. Well, we I mean, like that. We like that. Yeah, that, that I think that's good for them. On the other hand, Cagliari just... Total collapse at this point. You know, there's no shame in them losing to Napoli, but it seems like ever since they got bounced out of the Coppa Italia by Pordenone, um, you know, they, they they've just they've just been cursed. They've only won twice, miraculously beating Atalanta, but the other team is Spall, the best of the danger zone teams. But they have four draws, six losses, five points out of out of the danger zone. You know, their big signing Pavoletti only has six goals so far. Barella's their best player. Um, and he's like, you know, another 12-year-old in the Serie A. I mean, I don't know. What's what's going on here? Is it is it coach firing time? Or what, what does Cagliari do? It's got to be. And, you know, that would make, you know, Chris even more sad that he is this week. And that's why he's not here. Uh, probably because he's seeing Mr. Lopez maybe on his way out. Yeah. And uh, Cagliari needs something because 25 points, just five points above the relegation zone. With a Spall that's been playing pretty decent. Crotone, who's... Uh, you know, unquestionably... Yeah, but Crotone, man, you know, they, they've proved that they'll, they, yeah, they'll, they'll perform when they have to. And then Sassuolo, okay, so they're, they're probably not so dangerous. But lots of teams over in that in that drop zone. Got to be careful. Cagliari, 
You're on the chopping block. I love Chopped, by the way. You watch that show? Oh, I thought you meant the uh, the artisanal salad place in the Washington, D.C. metro area. I love that place. This place is good, too. $14 for salad. Don't even feel that bad. Yeah. Well, moving on, our second game is uh, Juventus versus Atalanta. Obvious that one was postponed due to snow and cheating. Ha ha. No, uh, we... Obvious that it was postponed because of snow or because they have a busy schedule coming up? Well, they got to play Atalanta twelve times over the course of six minutes um, in in the last you know couple weeks, so I don't blame them for that one. But uh, shout out to uh, Azuri fan Phil um, for bringing up that we brought the good luck to the last Juventus Atalanta game when when Napoli took over the top of the table. Also, shout out to Azuri fan Phil for the new logo that the Napoli club Philadelphia came out with. Did you see that on Instagram? No, I haven't seen it. Is it looks fresh? nice. Yeah, it looks nice. We might have to hire him. For uh, for our yeah. own logo, I'm sure that I'm sure that at Zurich fan Phil, good. the the great lover of AS Roma that he is, not the biggest Roma troll out there, um, is going to really give us a, I don't know, probably probably a picture of a a, a, a Partenope dropping a, a Ue numero due right on uh, the crest of Roma. Well, with that, moving on to Roma. <laughs> <laughs> Our third game of the week, we have, uh, we've touched on it before, the ill-fated voyage of Roma. Uh, Roma versus Milan at the Stadio Olimpico. This one ended 0-2 in Milan's favor. And in the battle of Reno versus EDF, Gattuso comes out on top. Absolutely does. And he's just, I don't know what he's doing. Some in the water. Some in the water. In 2018, they haven't lost yet. They, no, they no, have not lost. They, they have not lost. It's unbelievable. Last five games, including European competition, they've had no goal scored against them. So, I mean, whatever Rino Gattuso is telling these young kids, it's working. I mean, the young players came through this game. Kessie absolutely owned Nangolan and the entire Roma midfield. I mean, he looks like a, like a 40-year-old man the way he's playing and physically. And then Cutrone scores a backheel goal that I don't know if he knows where what part of his foot it hit, but scores that goal after basically setting up the cross uh, on the outside. Um, did that make sense? He passed the ball to the wing and then made the run through. Yeah, it, paint, but, it painted a beautiful picture. But in still got very lucky. And then Calabria, Milan's another one of young Milan's young players, comes through on the second goal, and he has been. We've been watching him every single week and saying like, "Who is this guy?" You know. And again, you know, with this five-game winning streak and no losses in 2018, you start to wonder what's the ceiling for this team at this point of the season. Well, the ceiling is is if they can, uh, uh, if for something something financially comes out and they can't pay their players, or uh, you know, they completely crash out and you know get some sort of sanctions put on them for uh, not being able to to pay their bills. Um, but yeah, I mean, you think about when Gattuso came on. And he had success with the Primavera team, but everyone's like, really, another ex-player right. that's going to come on that you know doesn't have a, a, a great tactical past, um, you know, to this to this floundering team, and you know they, they lost to Verona uh, almost right when he got hired, uh, that three zero thrashing, and it's just like, dude, this guy's not going to last till Christmas, right? And now he's ripped off a streak that's. I mean, you know, if we take Juventus and Napoli out of the league and we start the season, you know, at Christmas, Milan is you know, is meeting all the all their grandiose expectations. I mean, just think about this team. Like, high expectations, new starting 11. They don't show up to begin. Eh, it's not, you know, it, it, it's going to take some time. 
you know, then uh, then they just hit the total skids and are out of the top ten. Fire Montella, bring uh, Gattuso in, and Gattuso turns it around when they win that that uh, Copa Italia Derby. And uh, ever since then, they've just been highly competitive. And, you know, they got that big Arsenal draw in the Europa League. And, you know, you got to think that, hey, they can pull that one off. So, And, you know, you talked about them not conceding. Bonucci and Romagnoli are all of a sudden, what, are they the best duo? And it's defensive duo in the Serie A right now? Yeah, and then Donnarumma, who at the beginning of the season had all these issues with the off-field agent stuff. And, you know, was seen crying after a game or whatever. He's back. He's he's making big saves. And he's just keeping the ball out of the net. So he's doing what he needs to do at freaking age 19. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, you got to think about Gattuso. Tactically, you know, you're not seeing any any revelations. Well, I think what you're seeing is what everyone expected to see out of Milan is them to perform a lot better. You know, the individual performances as to just kind of this – this chaotic thing that uh, uh, you know when the, when when the you know the rock hits the glass and you get that big spider web and it starts to go out of control. I think what he's done is come in and been like, dude, Kessie, you're a boss, yeah. boss people. You know, Petrone, yeah. So what that we paid a gazillion bucks for Nicholas Kalinic and Andre Silva. This is this is your team to score goals on. Donnarumma, who gives? You know, the fans are fickle. They're going to hate you one day, but as long as you play well, they're going to love you the next day. Um, so I think that he's – and then Banucci and Romagnoli. I mean, Banucci, we were burying this guy, uh, uh, throwing him out of the league, you know, in 2017. Now he's back being the Banucci of old. Well, not quite the Banucci of old, but not so much the forward passing. But, you know, I think he's just – he's a guy that knows how to motivate players individually um, or it's either that or steroids. Yeah, well – I think that he's always been a focused professional and he was able to get through this rough patch after so much success at Juventus. He was kind of thrown into a new project. So I'm excited to see what happens with Milan. Roma, on the other end, you know, they're in damage control right now uh, as far as I'm concerned just because of where they are in in, in the table. They've had a couple of decent results um, Against you know, bad as of teams. late. You know, Changi's Undead has been really a re- revelation, and he scored in the Champions League. But they, they they pulled a classic Roma in the Champions League too. They they uh, they they start up one nothing and then give up two goals. Now they're kind of had their backs against the walls a little bit. Granted, they have the away goal, but you know, look for Roma against Shakhtar to really. I mean, I'd put all my cards on that game, you know, because at oh, this yeah. point, you, you've got to get in the Champions League. Okay, that's a given. If you don't get in the Champions League in Serie A, it's terrible. But if you fail against Shakhtar, you've really, really disappointed the fans, and then EDF's out. Yeah, well, and and not only that, I mean, if Juventus doesn't make it out against Tottenham and uh, and Roma goes forward, they get that bulk money from the Serie A, which... You know, it, it basically, you know, it, it, it's it's like it's like life. Like you try and get over the big hurdles, the big hurdle that's in front of you for, before you can focus on the next one. And if your two options are get bounced out by Shakhtar and now we have to focus everything on the Serie A title, that's a lot more difficult to do than, hey, look, we beat Shakhtar. We're through. We got some money. Um, you know, we can breathe a sigh of relief on that. Now let's refocus and, you know, have the sense of achievement Um on moving forward, maybe surprising, su- surprising somehow. Let's put let's put them in the semifinals already. 
you know, surprise us somehow. But I mean, it's 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 better to start from a place of success rather than to start start from a place of failure. But EDF, I just want to touch on this before we move on, man. Pelota apparently furious with the lack of uh, articles coming out. He's furious the lack of fight. Uh, that Rome has shown. I mean, you know, owners can be fickle, so take that for what it's worth. Or they, you know, Pelotas, you know, sometimes been, claimed to have been misquoted um, or misrepresented in the media. But you got to think, man, if it wasn't for Genghis Under, would EDF still be the coach of Roma today? Uh, I don't know, honestly. I have no idea. I mean, and... look at these subs he made in this game. Take take enough. Na- I mean, Nangolin. Hey man, you need to grow that mohawk back. I don't know what you're and doing. Grow back his tooth. Did you see him? Oh. He looked like a man. I don't know. Yeah, he, you can't come out with a bald head and, a, and tattoos all your neck and then not and get, no get, tooth. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he looks like something that can't be mentioned on a family podcast. But uh, you know, I mean, his his whole look is terrifying. But you know, uh, uh, him even though he's getting bossed around by Kessie, subbing him off to bring on the Frell. and while it seems like. Hey, we need goal. Take off midfielder. Put on, put on attacker. Yeah. Like that that move right there to bring on Defrel, who to have him play out of position again. Like why do that? If you're going to do that, why not move Schick out to the wing and bring on Ed and Jekko at that point? I don't know, man. And he start he started Jekko off the bench. That he he rolled the dice there. Schick really didn't show anything. So. You know, again, I think Roma just needs a, a a result in Champions League and get get the get the train back on the tracks. Yeah. Speaking of which, we're moving forward into the next game so that we can get out of here uh, before twelve o'clock midnight. Uh, OTFR versus Sassuolo, and this is my game. Three uh, nothing OTFR, as expected against the Sassuolo side that's just been terrible this season. Chiro the hero, he's back at it again, uh, and again Sassuolo. Just sinking deeper and deeper into into trouble, into the danger zone. Not the relegation zone, but the danger zone. Chiro Immobile, 23 goals now. That's one more than his 22 career high. Has a, a good game. Uh, Milinkovic Savic, as usual, has a great game, but has nine goals on the season now after scoring two more here. A brace in this one. and Man, these last few games, I mean, the hype train is... is at full speed, you know, running on solar power, coal, all sorts of oh, energy, yeah. wind at its back. I mean, just the strength and the agility of this guy. I mean, he's 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 clearly too good to be playing for OTFR. He needs to be playing for. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if I'd still take him at Roma, but I mean, this this guy is going to be a superstar wherever he ends up, and still super young. I saw some some articles about like two hundred million from Man U or something. I don't know, some crazy. He's going to go for a lot. Um, but back to Chiri Mobile. Do you think he can beat Fat Boy G's record of thirty-six goals? I mean, how many games does he have to do that? What are we? Twenty-six. 26? Got fourteen. Thirteen games left to go. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a pretty decent clip. He's got twenty-three now. I mean, he needs a goal a game. Yeah. And you know, he you can see he can score in batches, and he de- they definitely run the uh, offense through. If he takes stays healthy, he's got a shot. I mean, he's but more than him though. I think he's got a, a more of a chance at you know some sort of record for goals across all competitions because uh, you know OTFR is still playing in three competitions right now and he's ripping hat tricks in the Europa League. Uh, so uh, I mean, just an absolutely impressive season. Probably the best eight million dollars OTFR has ever invested. Yeah, and Milan and Juve next. I think this is a big test for OTFR. 
I mean, the table's tight around that that third, fourth, and fifth spot with Roma, Inter, uh, and OTFR just continuously flip-flopping. Uh, there's just lead changes. It's like it's like Rafa Nadal and, and, and Federer over there playing in the uh, Wembley final. Sassuolo on the other side, you know, we mentioned it. They were our, our Cinderella story years back. Now it seems like it's ages. How long have we been doing this podcast for? Ages? Yeah, 40 or 50 years. I we're don't, I don't seasoned, remember. seasoned. And like like you said, we still don't have a, a quality website. So um, we're kind of like Sassuolo. <laughs> Just mediocre. Curve America, the Sassuolo like, Serie podcast. You're like Berardi, and I'm like Yakini. No, no. Chris I, is like Yakini. No, I got to be Manionelli. <laughs> Leading the league in aggression with a red beard. Well, speaking of aggression, Berardi gets a red card this game. Uh, you know, he needs to get out of the squad because, A, I think they're going to end up getting relegated. B, um, you know, if he wants, he needs a spark. So somewhere, like you know, maybe maybe he becomes the next Marco Borriello. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, this guy's like you know Isaiah Thomas in the NBA. Like Isaiah Thomas last year, you know, he's getting uh, tribute videos by the Celtics, and he's going to sign a max deal for like two hundred million bucks. Now he's on the bench for the Lakers, and no way he's going to get that super deal. And this is going to be interesting when Berardi gets sold. Just as to for how low he's going to go, because Rome was looking to buy him in the summer, and uh, uh, and Sassuolo is like forty million, and I was like, whoa, right, whoa, slow your roll. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, get shift ever so slightly up, because I mean, he's only going to find room on a team like you know Udinese or Torino or somebody like that. That and, and I mean, unless you know a Roma or an OTFR is willing to give him a shot. I think for like you know fourteen fifteen million bucks, riding on the fact that I think he's still twenty six. Yeah, and like he's got a nice left foot. Yeah, his left foot can go viral. Um, and you know three years ago he was the ish. Yeah, I'm, I'm and a to, urinal. <laughs> I'm gonna have to agree with you there. All right, well that's uh, it for the top five because uh, of the game that got postponed. Uh, we're gonna move into the back end of the table now after this short break. I've always wanted to do this. And we're back. <laughs> we're back after the break. Uh, and our next game up is Inter versus Benevento. This game finished 2-0 in Inter's favor. Uh, half the city of Milan are expected after this game to vote on if February 24th should be known in the city of Milan as Benevento Day. Uh, Inter avoiding the beginning of a second slump. This game, Inter did not play well. I would say for the vast majority of the game, and most people would have to agree with me that Benevento was outplaying Inter. Inter had no answers. They looked like a midseason Spalletti team. Um, and, you know, it just kind of seemed like they were going to get sent into a tailspin. You know, I mean, they, they beat Bologna uh, uh, last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, uh, to get out of their nine-game funk. And now they're playing like crap um, against Benevento. But thankfully, Benevento is terrible. So the saving grace... Of all uh, of all Serie A teams is eventually you get to play Benevento, so this brings us into Da Derby, Da Derby, the uh, uh, Derby della Madonnina. We got Inter versus Milan. Two teams couldn't be more opposite in form right now. What are your thoughts on this? 
Well, I think that it's going to be Spalletti versus Rino Gattuso, and you know what happens when you put Gattuso up against the other other coaches. Rino Gattuso headbutts, headbutts them. Remember in the Champions League uh, back in, I believe it was 2012 or something, where they were playing Tottenham in the Champions League, he headbutted the, the assistant coach for Tottenham. That is what he's going to do this weekend to Spalletti, and he's got a big target. Yeah, I was going to say, Spalletti's got a lot of real estate up there to leave a mark. <laughs> and speaking of which, Gattuso, you're talking about the 2012 Champions League? I think. What's happened to him, man? You look at him now, he looks like he's 55 years old. I mean, you know, I guess once you retire, it's two, two packs a day, bottle of wine a day. I don't know what it is. but Manicotti. He, if he gets on the field, I guarantee you he can outrun anybody. He's a beast. Yeah. So the Derby, Milan... I mean, you just got to think, though, one team riding the hot hand that started their hot hand by beating Inter when Inter was supposedly unbeatable. And, you know, was you know, still at the top of the table um, in Italy. And ever since then, just if completely flip-flopped, maybe there's a chance that Spalletti will try and motivate his team by drawing that comparison and say, hey, we could turn this thing around right now. But, you know, the performance that... Milan put on against Roma and what we've seen in the past few weeks. I just I don't see Spalletti having any answers, particularly with uh, Mauro Cardi sidelined. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's just right now it's the youth in Milan and everybody's hungry. They're they're hitting stride just at the right time. So Inter, you know, unfortunately for you guys, I think that you're gonna have to eat it. You have to eat the derby, uh, and it's gonna be one of those things that. Your Milan counterparts will never let you forget about for, until the next one. Last thing I have on this game is the witches, man. They just go ham on the ref in this one. And it seems, you know, if you t- when you talk about Inter getting outplayed in this one, this game sh- very easily could have gone the other way. There's a no call and a studs up tackle by Gagliardini. Talk about another guy who was amazing last year, who's just been absolutely worthless this year. And there was no VAR on uh, Ranocchia uh, when he had a hard challenge, challenge on uh, Danilo Cataldi in the box. You know, both Deserbi and Sanya in this one uh, afterwards. And Sanya, isn't it great that Benevento has a player whose name you recognize that they can ask these questions in post game? Unbelievable. Like, who are they going to ask before that? Brignola or Brignoli? Nobody can get him straight. Uh, in fact, Brignola is saying his Brignoli in Benevento to read off the fame of, of the, the goal that gave them their first point. But Sonia, you know, they're, they're, they both slam the ref, but my favorite is what you've seen from the Benevento mayor. Let me just read these quotes from him. Go ahead. Uh, Pareto's refereeing performance last night at Sensor was truly ignoble and scandalous. Hashtag most Italian thing ever. It's no longer possible to tolerate such injustice, nor continue to see VAR used so half-heartedly when it comes to less prestigious teams. But it gets even better from there. Now he's going to go full fan, just full fan gas bag. The level of facetious commentary from some television pundits and commentators has now reached levels that are incredible and no longer tolerable. If this is football, then frankly it's better that Serie A is played only by clubs owned by Chinese companies, Americans, and Canadians so the rest of us can play in their own league. And I believe that league is called Serie B. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where you guys are going to be Mastella next Mastella definitely sounds like he's running for president. I mean, just just completely goes hams. And... If, and uh, uh, 
Oreste Vigarito, their uh, their president, has had all these sorts of weird things to say. I mean, I I would really like to go to a high society function at Benevento that has the the, the team president from Benevento and the uh, and the mayor of the city there just going crazy on the ignoble injustices from Serie A that's been handed down by the team. And not only that, these friggin' commentators out there not giving us the respect that we de- we deserve for 10 points in the Serie A so far, and this game is only for Americans, Canadians, and Chinese companies. All that being said, I'm rooting for Benevento to stay up. Oh, yeah. I mean, how else am I going to find that jersey if they go back down? All right, moving on. Uh, our next game of the week, we have Sampdoria versus Udinese. Marco, take it away. Yeah, 2-1. No goals from Quags, but a crucial three points from Sampdoria. Big takeaways here, Duvan, who's been quiet as of late. He gets it done for the Blue Cerchiati. Uh, it, what a goal. Did Jeez. you see that second goal that, that Sampdoria had in his goal where it, he basically it, took it down the entire field and chipped it to the top corner? You, you don't see it often, but he has it in him. Just unbelievable. He is the new babyface killer over at Sampdoria. And uh, I just, you know, Sampdoria, just good for the Serie A, this team. You know, Gaston Ramirez... Uh, Duvan with the amazing goal. He's got eight this season. Torreira, who everybody's got an eye on right now. I heard about a $25 million buyout clause. There's going to be some big offers for this guy at the end of the season. Caprari. Got to pay those dental bills, man. Yeah, absolutely. And Sampdoria, man, they're six, sixth place right now with Milan hot in their tracks. It just makes Serie A that much more interesting. Yeah, Sampdoria and Milan both have 44 points at the moment. I think the only thing that divides them is goal differential. I mean, Sampdoria's got to come out and grind out these wins against the Udinese team. Absolutely. And speaking of Udinese, they miss a real golden opportunity to climb up the table a little bit here. Uh, they're at 33 points. They could have gotten to 36. That would have put them in a pretty comfortable position just outside of, of Europe. But, you know, they mess it up. Uh, good thing is all those staying positive. He says it was a beautiful game, but that his team just needed to be a little more clever. So, hey, you little little uh, zebrete, you just got to get a little wiser. Yeah, it's it's true, though. This was a really good game, and I would say the one positive about coming from, from this one is we have probably one of the better played and more competitive Sampdoria-Udinese games we've seen in, in, in many years. You know, they're, they're both pretty much stalwarts in the Serie A. But it's good to see them well-coached, well-organized, and, and able to put on a performance like this. Positivity. Fine game, young chaps. <laughs> All right, moving on. We are up to the next game of the week with Fiorentina versus Chievo. 1-0 in Fiorentina's favor. La Viola season ticket holders finally can go home from the stadium happy. The fans from uh, uh, Fiorentina just at home have had nothing to cheer about. Uh, this is their first win in almost three months at home. And it's a it's a 1-0 game where in the six-minute Biragi scores for them. So the, that, My biggest issue with Fiorentina this season is not only have they, you know, just kind of been boring in terms of their results, but their play just not just completely uninspiring, you know. And I think they just haven't been able to get off the sourpuss bus since uh, Bernadeschi's departure. And just well, nothing. Well, not only that. I mean, their their midfield got plundered in the uh, in, in the transfer window, and their midfield this year, particularly of late, has just absolutely been trash. I mean, Beragi, they have him playing out in the far left wing in a three five two in this one, but that boy is not a midfielder. He's he's definitely playing, you know, defensive mid in this one. And 
in the sixth minute, that's all you can come up with. I mean, their best player, Case, is great, but, you know, he's a, he's a 20-year-old, and we haven't really seen much from Giovanni Simeone or, or HDCT in a long time. Um, I mean, just, you know, think of what the world was like the last time they won a game at home and what's happened since then. I mean, they've had fans strike and, plunge, you know, and, and, and riot outside the league offices. I think historical evidence has come out and found out that Michelangelo is, you know, actually from Venice. Uh, they they found out that David is a fake. Um, you know, the 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 stakes uh, uh, are all of a sudden better in Rome now. I mean, the, the Fiorentina it's just it's been a tough run for them. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, Chievo. An article was written in Football Italia by my man Richard Hall. Richard Hall, thank you for writing an article about Chievo. And just basically echoing our thoughts on Kievo as well. It's, just, it's called the Kings of Mediocrity. And while we've been calling them the geriatric donkeys, the wingless donkeys, all that kind of stuff, he came up with a great one, the floating donkeys. That ever since they've been in Serie A, they came up in 08, they've just been just floating, mediocre team. The highest they finished since 08, a little history lesson. I'll give Richard Hall credit for it. good. Uh, ever since coming up in eighth, the highest they finished is ninth with a lot of like 14th and 15th places. They're currently in 15th. The highest single season goal scorer in that span was uh, Alberto Pelosi, who had 15 one season. But the best year where they finished ninth, he had eight. Um, you know, they've had like they have HDCT on this team. They're just, just struggling to find the goals. Um, you know, they've just been kind of like the definition of like this, this old man in Italy, you know, because they are, you know, between Sorrentino. Uh, Pellissier, who's 38, Sorrentino's 38, Gobi, who's 37, uh, Gambarina, he's 36, uh, Cesar, who's 35. I mean, they just they got all these gray hairs in their team. And you just kind of see them like, yeah, we'll take 15th. Yeah. You know, let, 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 rightfully let, so. Let Milan spend 250 million trying to figure out how they're going to get back into Champions League. This is Italy, man. You just got to sit back and enjoy life. Hey, the coffee isn't as sweet. If uh, 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 you know the pizza's not as good, you know it's just they're, they're taking a reposo every day. Um, but my favorite thing from the uh, uh, favorite quote from Richard Hall on this one is, "What makes this even more remarkable is that Chievo are generally utterly unforgettable," and that just makes us think back to when we started the podcast. Or early listener hanging the DJ had to temper our excitement about Kievo, you know, being in the top five after four weeks. All right, moving on to the other team from Ver- uh, Verona, we have Elas Verona versus Torino. This is your game, Marco. Yeah, and just when you think Elas is doomed, they pull a result. Valotti scores two and bags three points for the OTF Verona. Is it time to call them OTF Verona? I think it's about time to call them OTF Verona. I mean, Kievo's not very exciting, so I don't know who OTF <laughs> I think they're is. both. O- I think they're OTF Kievo and OTF Verona. So Valotti, young 24-year-old Italian, he gets his first two goals. And good thing, too, after a three-game losing streak and being completely written off by Cuba America, Elas gets the result they so desperately need. Right now, they are just kind of hovering above... Uh, Benevento, well, there's a nine-point gap, but they are just in trouble. Uh, Second-to-last place team. I will say, though, that there is a bunch of teams that we would rather see drop out to them. For the love of Luca Tony, stay up. Exactly. And uh, they also have our Serie A top five jerseys. That's very important. Yeah. Uh, We love their jerseys. Uh, Mazzari, on the other end... Uh, with Torino, you know, Crotone next week and a win today, they could have put themselves um, 
or the win with this game, they're going to put themselves within touching distance of Europa, similar to Udinese. Uh, but Mazzari comes in and a lot of hype about him, you know, and his coaching style. And it started uh, off well. You they know. started off decent, but now they're losing to Elas Verona. And man, you can't lose to Elas Verona if you're Torino. Yeah, Torino. I mean, high expectation for Mazzari. You're right here. They blow a golden opportunity. See what happens against Crotone. I mean, the one guy they got to get going, Bellotti. And he's having, you know, a, a huge come down season from his, you know, hundred million dollar season last year. Absolutely. Uh, another just sh- quick shout out, Elas. If you guys are willing to run our social media, that would be great. Uh, they have an awesome Twitter account, and just everybody should follow them because it's they just do it right. Top five Syria jersey, top three Syria, maybe the Scudetto winner for Twitter accounts in Syria. Stay up. All right, we're down to our last two games. The next one is OTF Genoa versus Bologna. This is a 2-0 victory for Bologna. And Genoa, we tried to push them towards the Garden State, but they are returning to OTF status. Big one for this one, me, is Destro with the goal and the assist. And you know what happens when Destro scores. He cannot stay out of the Corps of America headlines. I, just, I mean... Even yeah, even when he's not scoring, we're we're just dreaming of him scoring for Bologna. Um, yeah, he just rips his shirt off, jumps into the curva, and uh, his goal is just the definition of the entirety of Destro's positive contributions on the field. If you see this goal, he's on the right wing. The ball gets crossed from him on the right wing to the left wing. Guy has a wide-open shot. Perrin makes a great save, gets out of the play. Ball gets trapped between a defender and the goal line and just beamed down like he came from the Enterprise. You know, popping out of a -a whack-a-mole hole is Destro. And he just kicks the ball off the defender's stomach in, and he celebrates like he just won the Champions League final. Of course he does. And uh, wouldn't it be sweet if every accomplishment you had was celebrated like that? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone would probably think me think of me about it as ridiculous as I think of, of Matty Destro. Just yeah. like, well, I they mean, they do. I promise yeah. you that. I mean, you wonder what it's like, you know, when he when you, those times he gets called up in the national team, especially when the national team is really good, and he's in there like, "Yo, what's up?" And they're like, "Yeah, we know you, bro. <laughs> we know you." Yeah, my what this you're is this, cleaning this, our shirts like yeah. <laughs> two months ago. Didn't I hold your hand uh, uh, at the, when we came out from from the tunnel once? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ballard. The other thing. The only other thing I got to say about uh, I got two things to say about General One. Ballardini. Is this guy's picture in every single publication. Are you serious? You know, like the slight head turn with the black aviators on. I'm convinced this is what Chris Ross is going to end up looking like. I think this is what Chris Ross definitely wants to look like. If you could, t- if you if you told Chris Ross he could look like Ballardini, he would bick his head today. I mean, yes, I want to look like a 50 year old mobster, in sh- a lean mobster. So mm-hmm. Ballardini is some sort of mafia name now, I guess. Genoa, you know. They get beat 2-0 by Bologna. Uh, the mayor of the downstairs of the Bologna train station is happy. But no Giuseppe Rossi and no riffraff to bail him out means I got nothing to say about this team. Well, let me tell you something that you should be talking about. A heavy 12th place right now. 33 points. You know what 3 plus 3 adds up to 6. 6 is my lucky number. It's also my birthday, March 6th. It all makes sense now. Marco, are you a Freemason, man? That's a, that, was, that, was, that was amazing symbiology there. All right. 
So the last game, and we're talking about the bu- 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 the danger zone. 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 Game of the week: W E A K Crotone versus Spall. Two to three, but what a game it was. Well, not but what a game. What a game. Yeah. What a game. Vintage relegation battle match here. Uh, we're at a point of the season now where every point counts. Three points against a team who is outside the relegation zone is gold. So have I made it clear yet that Spall won this one? For anybody who didn't know and who is still listening to this podcast somehow, <laughs> Spall wins this game against Crotone. And just so everyone knows now... Crotone, 21 points. Spall just got up to 20 points. Huge game for Spall in the in the grand scheme of things. Antonucci, the beard is back. Now, yes. if, if, if Chris Ross is trying to look like Ballardini, you most definitely are trying to look like Antonucci because that's what I want to look like. And you kind of look a lot more like well, him. No, no, no. Antonucci is trying to look like me, and I'm trying to look like Daniele De Rossi. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. So either way, the beard is back. <laughs> so stop arguing with me. <laughs> Uh, and Spall, they end the game with 10 men, but they're able to pull it out. I'll tell you what, man. Spall, I got I got my money on Spall and Elas to stay uh, out. I definitely have my money on Spall, man. They, who they, do you want out? Who do you, we do this every week, but oh, who do you yeah. want out? Sassful, I want out of here. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, man, just because of the floating donkeys, I'd like I'd like to see that. Actually, I'd really like to see Genoa go down. How does Genoa have 30 points? No, no, I don't want Genoa. I want all the teams that have a derby to stay in. I want Crotone out because I just, I just, you know, Chris Ross been a little too happy. I think, I think I just heard somebody throw an empty forty <laughs> bottle against my window. Chris, get out of my, get out of my Chris, lawn. Get in here and edit the podcast. <laughs> um, but I agree, Sassuolo, and I would just say probably Cagliari or Crotone. Save Verona and save Spall, and that's it. You don't get an opinion here. We're going to end the podcast now. Um, lucky for everyone listening. Uh, but it's been a fun week, exciting week in the Serie A. Lots of good games coming up, Coppa Italia, uh, and a big weekend with the Derby and Roma, Roma yeah, Napoli. Two derbies, That's gonna be yeah. massive. Uh, we're going to have a ton of people at Roma Club. So if you're around the area, you know, hit us up on Twitter or hit up Roma Club DC. It's going to be a good time. We'll probably be raffling some stuff off. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, I also just have to say, Rich, Syria Sit Down is a better podcast than Curve America, but we'll get you next time. All right, everybody. Ragazzi, we're out there on social media. Check us out. Rate and comment. All that fun stuff. But until next time, we say Arrivederci. Ciao.